Hi there, my name is Mircea Mokanu and I am an employer branding specialist here at UiPath. Experimenting is a part of our culture, so we decided to create a series of podcasts where we interview different employees to find out who they are, what projects are they tackling, and why they chose to work at UiPath. I was really happy to talk with our next guests, and I really hope you'll enjoy listening. Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. Our guests for today are Pradipa and Argo. They are both part of our engineering team in Bangalore, and today we're going to talk with them about how it is to work for our engineering team in India, what are some of the projects and products they're working on, and describe a bit our culture there. I think the best way to start is by saying a few words about yourselves and your journey with UiPath. So, who wants to go first? Uh, yeah, thanks, Mitra. I can go first. So, hello, everyone. I am Argo, Argo Chakravarti. And I joined UiPath back in December 2018. So, it's been more than two years with uh, UiPath. Before joining UiPath, I have worked with multiple companies, starting from small product companies to very big consultancy firms, working on a wide range of software products and projects in different kind of engineering roles. Currently, I'm a principal software engineer here with UiPath's India product development team. And yeah, so far I've worked with uh, multiple products, multiple teams here with UiPath. Great, thank you. What about you, Pradeepa? Hey everyone, I'm Pradeepa. um, And uh, I joined um, UiPath, I think uh, also in 2018. That's when we were hiring, uh, basically we're expanding the team. Um, And this July, I'll be completing three years. It's quite amazing. Uh, to well, see that I've come, yeah, it's it's I've come this far, uh, and it 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 uh, it happened so fast, and yeah, before uh, UiPath, I was part of uh, two different organization um, working on various technologies. I've uh, in Amazon with Amazon, I spent uh, close to two two and a half years uh, working in their shopping app and uh, you know developing platform services in using Java. And before that, I was part of this organization called Infospace. There, I had a four and a half to five year stint and uh, primarily working in .NET stack. And within UiPath, I have worked with two different products. Uh, The first uh, half or so, uh, I spent my time with uh, UiPath Insights uh, and primarily using React. And then I moved to UiPath Apps team, which is what I'm currently part of. And uh, I'm mostly doing uh, full stack development, picking up uh, stories and features and implementing it end-to-end. This sounds great. I, I, I feel the need to tell uh, our audience that uh, although um, hearing two years and a half or three years uh, doesn't sound like a lot, when it comes to UiPath, it, it actually is uh, considering the way the way things happen in the, in the last few years. So basically, you're kind of, of, of veterans, let's say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can start talking a bit about your office and how it feels to work for UiPath within the engineering team in Bangalore. Uh, I know learning is an important aspect for you. Um, so why don't we start with that? What are some of the learning opportunities an engineer has at UiPath? So if I, if I talk about uh, the learning opportunities, uh, I mean, personally, I think the best way to learn within UiPath is from your peers. So they're like, you have a team of amazing engineers working with you. So you just work with them, share your ideas, you listen to them, bounce off ideas. 
work on some prototype, then finally make a product out of it. And that's probably the best way of uh, learning. But I, I understand like different people have different ways of learning and different preferences. So if you have someone like who is like more inclined towards traditional way of learning, then I mean, there are a lot of things for you as well. Say, for example, you can subscribe to a host of online learning platforms. So based on your needs and your interest, you can subscribe to things like Pluralsight, LinkedIn Learning, Udemy, and I think there's Safari online books as well. So, I mean, yeah, it's all uh, available to you. Based on what you need, you can just go ahead and subscribe to them. And I mean, company basically helps you with, uh, with the subscription. And yes. apart from that, like within the engineering teams, we, I mean, we do some conferences, text, uh, tech talks and all. And another thing, like in next couple of months, we are planning to a global hackathon for the product engineering team. I mean, probably I wouldn't say it's like, uh, I mean, like it's meant for learning, but that's also something probably I'd want to mention. Absolutely, yeah. It's a, it's definitely a, also a learning opportunity. Um, yeah, uh, I, I can share uh, uh, my side of uh, uh, things, right? So um, before I joined uh, UiPath, I would say, uh, like, you know, uh, my percentage of, like, you know, back-end and front-end would be, like, you know, 70% I had my experience on uh, back-end uh, developing services and and then 30% I would say front-end, right? But after joining UiPath, uh, I had this really good opportunity to go really deep into front-end technologies and uh, learn them in depth. And, uh, like, the managers that I have worked with, right, they, they gave me enough time to ramp up to learn to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes, uh, I was not penalized. Like if I if I was uh, if I told like you know I would complete this task in two days, but if I ended up taking like let's say three or four days, uh, you know it, it was okay. It was okay to uh, make mistakes and learn from those. I was given that opportunity. And uh, uh, on top of that, uh, like Argo mentioned, uh, you know we have uh, this suite of uh, platforms where you can go and ramp up on completely new uh, technology that you want to learn, right? For example, I've heard uh, uh, folks or like, you know, I've seen folks who have been hired as a, like a, a typical uh, backend engineer or so, but they have this keen interest to learn DevOps, right? Like I want to really understand what it is like to deploy software uh, in cloud and what are the issues that come up. So uh, they can take the courses, they can, uh, like, you know, they have this opportunity to do the entire CICD and learn from that. And, uh, and uh, on top of that, uh, I think uh, within UiPath as a developer or engineer, right, you, you actually wear different hats. Uh, you don't just develop software. Uh, you take everything, uh, like, you know, uh, from gathering requirements to developing software to testing, and you own this thing, right? And take it all the way to the production. That gives you this feeling that you did it. You own this thing. You are responsible for it. So, yeah, these are some of the things I would say it's highlights. Yeah, and I like completely agree with what Pradeep was saying. This is great, and um, you know it's interesting because I get to talk with with uh, the, uh, people from from different departments and from all over the world, and um, this ownership that you've been talking about, and also learning from mistakes, is something that 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 comes up uh, 
pretty often and i'm think i think it's pretty tied to our to our culture, culture yeah. but but before we <laughs> before we we go to, to the culture part i was just curious um if you could share maybe an um an example of, of solving a problem as as an engineer I should, yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, I'll talk a bit about what I'm currently working on, right? So I'm part of this team called uh, Apps, uh, and uh, the product is responsible for uh, exposing this functionality uh, to our users so that they can go and build uh, websites on top of automation, right? So we realize that uh, some of our enterprise level customers are spending time uh, to put together this UI layer on top of the automation. So we thought, okay, why don't we just give this, uh, why don't we fill the gap and uh, provide this uh, feature uh, so that they can do this part of the UI path ecosystem as well, right? So when we are talking about building uh, something like a website, right, you are putting this entire IDE in browser, right? And uh, you, so it's it's not a typical like you know website where you just host content and click 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 and then you're done right so this is like uh, so you get to solve a lot of interesting technical problems i would say uh, for example uh, how do you make sure that when when your user builds this really complex website let's say with uh, 20 50 pages with uh, like hundreds of controls inside of them. How do you make sure that your site loads just like that and they are able to interact with the controls uh, quicker and faster, right? Uh, that's one of, the, uh, one of the challenges that we solve as a team. And uh, outside of those, uh, outside of that, like, you know, how do you make sure that all the small changes that they make uh, get to our server? So they persisted. Uh, none of the changes are lost. So there is no save button within our designer. So everything is auto-save, just like Google Docs. Uh, so we use WebSockets for that. And how do you make sure uh, it ha it works really well uh, with a different set of loads, right? That is one of the other uh, problems that we solve. And on top of that, let's say uh, multiple folks are uh, uh, you know designing the same website. How do you handle collaboration? So these are some of the technical challenges I would say that we are solving part of this uh, project. What what I found interesting is like the way Pradeepa talked about all these things. Like she made it sound really easy and simple, <laughs> but as an engineer, I understand it's really not. <laughs> I'm 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 pretty sure it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Um. Uh, so, so if I if I talk about you know some instance about specific problem solving, which is like more like an engineering problem solving. So, like we know, like this whole uh, RPA domain is it's growing so, so far. So, like we as one of the leaders in that domain, like we are doing so many new things every day. So, when there's so many new problems to solve, and I have uh, done a couple of them myself. So, one I'd want to mention here is like. When we built a feature in the orchestrator, which was called Package Explorer, so it's it's basically lets you explore UiPath RPA packages on the web. Now the challenge is the UiPath RPA packages are generally interpreted by a special robots and run by the robots in the client machine, and they were never meant for the web. But what we wanted, and that basically come uh, came from you know some of the customers. I mean they had the idea like. We wanted to let the users explore the packages on the web, interact with it, drill it down, you know, uh, 
do I mean uh, basically read the workflow easily on the web without having to install anything additional like no additional packages or plugins or anything like that okay and we also enabled comparison like basically you can compare two workflows and see where the differences are what was added what was deleted what was modified and so on uh, now as i said like the original rpa workflows are not meant for the web so basically what we did is like we practically created a new lightweight read-only workflow engine for the web and as i said like it works on the web and it does not need any additional plugins or packages from engineering point of view if you think about it it's workflows are basically graph like like there's graph data like they're you know connecting to each other there's a sequence they can go back and forth there is conditional branching and so on so before this particular thing in my career i never actually worked with raw graph data and you know graph interactions or anything like that but here as a team we actually did that we built our own graph tool which can do graph parsing rendering interaction and even comparison so uh, i'd say it was a really really cool problem to solve and this is where the ui path engineering culture really shines like you see a bunch of smart people they come together analyze the problem debate i mean they debate really hard and then the prototype ideas finally come and build the final product, which is actually published to the market. This sounds great. Thank you. Thank you for sharing these examples. Um, and I've, I've heard uh, both of you actually men mentioning uh, the culture and, and you saying uh, that um, um, you got some, some feedback from, from, from customers, right? And, yeah. Um, I think this is also a, a really strong part of, part of our culture, being really customer focused. But I want to move this conversation to um, the point where we talk a bit about, you know, the culture at UiPath in in this let's say harder times, with with um, you know people all over the world staying more time inside, spending working from home, and how do you feel um, this um, affected in? our culture working from home in the past year basically because it's almost a year since we started uh, staying in our uh, and from for some parts of the world it's even more than a year <laughs> so I, I think like uh, now like in 2021 it's actually kind of easy to work from home because you have all the tools available and you have high-speed internet everywhere so we are basically connected to your colleagues all the time I mean irrespective of where they are, actually are now, uh, if we talk about, I'm like, if I talk about UI path from my experience, I've seen like work from home was always available. It was always an option whenever you need it. But practically what I've seen is like, uh, I have seen people like people mainly in engineering department, they prefer to come to office, work together as a team. So I think that's more of a cultural thing. But yeah, you could always work from home. But now because of the pandemic situation, we are uh, like kind of 100% remote. Like, and for me personally, I can say like it's been almost a year now. Uh, so like working from home uh, comes with its own challenges, right? Like you are not able to talk to your colleagues directly. You cannot go over to the whiteboard and you know discuss the problem over there. So those problems are there, and you know, uh, I mean, back to back Zoom calls and things like that. It's a bit overwhelming sometimes, and. I personally miss, I mean, like, you know, talking to my colleagues over lunch, over our tea breaks. So, I mean, that's something it's hard to do virtually. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, we actually, I mean, do talk to each other. 
yeah uh, we do talk to each other i mean we are up to date with whatever is happening with each other's life i mean that's there but still uh now uh i think i mean our company that uh, i mean does help with whatever we need like say for example they help us set up our own uh, home offices they helped us you know get furniture equipments whatever we needed so that way i don't see a disconnect and personally i see there are some good side this uh, as well like i save the time that i used to spend on commute i have a very small uh, kid i have a son so i get to spend more time with him but as i said like i mean yeah <laughs> sometimes i just miss you know meeting my colleagues in person i miss that part a lot <laughs> i miss that part a lot too Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Thanks for sharing uh, Argo. Uh I'll I'll share uh, some details that he has not covered. Uh which is like uh part of apps, right? Like we were able to hire uh more than couple, I would say in the last year. Completely uh like you know doing the interview process remotely, uh you know able to wrap that person completely remotely and being able to uh, connect with that person and still deliver our goals whatever we said we would deliver right that's that's quite amazing and uh, with the uh, team support and uh, like ago talked about like you know the support uh, like you have proper office at home and all the tools that you need uh, it, it it kind of uh, I was quite astounded like you know like how it would all work out but uh, it it took some time initially I won't say it was all uh, uh, you know all rosy it took some time initially uh, like for example he talked about design reviews right how do you even go through the design loop with the candidate with everything online like uh, if it were to happen in person you would give a whiteboard and give a Uh, marker and get, hey go and design this thing right uh, but here we had to be uh, we had to innovate like you know come up with interesting ways uh, to share that information so uh, that is just part of uh, recruitment and apart from that we do have uh, like we do meet weekly once or twice or thrice the entire team get together like you know catch up what's happening uh, in our own life in the in the team uh, so that kind of gives a sense that okay we're all in this together so yeah that sounds great i think um because you mentioned the, the the whiteboard basically and um i i think it's been yeah. it's been uh <laughs> it's been really challenging for for everyone trying to onboard uh, during during these times um but this this leads me to my my other question which is um can you can you maybe describe the interview process you know not not necessarily during uh, covid times when we were all uh, apart but you know in in general like what's the what's what's uh, the interview process for a potential candidate in an, for an engineering job uh, in one of your awesome okay yeah sure uh, yeah so basically like when we are hiring for someone for the engineering team like i mean like I, i'll not go about the interview process in general like it's like you have multiple rounds of technical interviews people come talk to you and during the process you talk about uh, you know uh, problem solving design, different design aspects and you write some code i mean that's kind of normal i mean you would expect what i would want to focus is like basically like you know if someone is interested in 
working with Viber, like what they should focus on. Or in another way of saying is like what we are looking for from the candidate, right? Yes. So I mean, I, I generally uh, tell the candidates even in the interview, like we are basically looking at good, good developers. I mean, irrespective of the roles or designations or anything else, this is what we are looking for. So that means basically, I mean, three of the things mainly that's like problem solving, coding, and design. If you are good at them and if you enjoy doing them, I mean, probably should definitely apply at UiPath. Now, apart from that, like we, we expect the candidates to be strong with the basics. Like, I mean, they may not be up to date with the latest and the greatest of the frameworks and tools and other things. That's okay. I mean, they can learn in the job like we all do all the time. But being strong with the basics is important. And at the same time, they should have sound fundamentals with software engineering. Like, uh, you understand, right? Like, when we don't just write code, we write the code, we test it, we look at how it looks with the, you know, with the user interface. Then we test the solution, we do the deployment and all the things. Obviously, I mean, like, not like the engineer has to do everything by themselves. There are other people and teams to help with that. But we expect them to have a good understanding. And Again, in, in the same context, like if you're a backend engineer, it doesn't matter like whether you're coming from Java or .NET or Ruby or something else, but we expect like you'll know how a code executes at the runtime and like things like how multiple threads work with each other concurrently in a system. Or for example, if you're a front-end engineer, we'd expect you to understand like how the DOM and the browser behaves in general. So I, I think that's these are the things which are more important and people who... Uh, aspire to work with UiPath engineering teams, I mean, they should be strong with these things. Then the interview process is like very standard. It's more of a discussion with the interviewer and the candidate and trying to understand each other, like what we are expecting from the candidate, what we are offering at the same time, we're trying to understand what the aspirations of the candidates are, are and like where they will fit more and where they can actually help us do our job better, like better than what we are already doing. This is great, and I, I'm I'm hoping this this information is really useful for for the people listening to the podcast. As I know, um, there are some open roles uh, for the engineering team in, in Bangalore, and this is uh, this can be really valuable information for them. Um, I I have one last question, and this one goes to to Pradipa, but uh, not not only so. Um, how how is it to be a female engineer uh, in in your office? In yeah. Your, in your uh, so when when I kind of joined, right? So this is this is my like you know honest feedback. So uh, in 2018 uh, is when I joined UiPath, and uh, my son was. Uh, I think one, one and a half years old. And to be honest, I was not looking for a longer stint within UiPath because it's, it's it's a startup company. And I've heard a lot of stories about like, you know, longer uh, uh, work time, like, you know, putting 12 to 14 hours and things like that across the board. Uh, so I was definitely not looking for a longer stint, but uh, it actually proved me otherwise, right? Uh, starting from the first project itself, like the kind of... Uh, challenges not challenges like the problems that i was solving kept me going like the more and more uh, 
I go deeper, the more and more uh, opportunities kind of uh, started popping up everywhere. Like, you know, I want to do this. I want to do that. Uh, let me try going this way. Let me try going that way. I, I want to learn this. Right. So that's how, uh, like, you know, it, it kind of uh, made me stick to the company, the opportunities that I got. Uh, and uh, apart from that, uh, during the COVID time, it, it was, uh, it, like I said, it was not all rosy, especially for me with kids and I think with lockdown happening, um, I was able to talk to my manager one-on-one and explain my current situation that I won't be able to, uh, uh, you know, uh, perform in the same way because of uh, a personal friend with uh, like, you know, uh, no help uh, on this side. Uh, he was he was able to uh, you know find the balance and uh, help me uh, go through that. Uh, and the team members also respected that I would block even right now right in my day I would block certain times in my calendar and people respect that and they don't uh, set up meetings uh, during that time because I have to sit down with my son for online class. I have to help my daughter with some of her work so things like that. So. Uh, like with all this, I don't feel like, uh, or I would say, I'm just one other engineer with a new iPad. That's what I would say. This sounds great. Thanks. Thanks a lot for sharing your thoughts. Um, so thank you, thank you both for 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 joining the podcast and for uh, sharing so many uh, interesting things with with our audience. I'm uh, I'm really honored to to have been part of this today. And and thanks a lot. Yeah, it was really great talking to you both. Thanks. Same here. Thank you, guys.